Hello team, it's Pam here from Alt Marketing School. I have a question for you right now and that is what would happen if you could market to hearts and not brains? What would you think would happen if you knew that you could make the world a better place with positive impact marketing but putting purpose and results first? If you want to find out, then come and join us for the Alt Marketing Certification. Our six-week digital bootcamp for professionals who want to do marketing differently and advance their career along the way. Join me and our six incredible teachers to learn how to advance your career with confidence by applying effective systems and frameworks to the latest trends. The next cohort is coming up soon, so I would love to have you join us. And all you have to do is apply to join at altmarketingschool.com slash learn. Go to altmarketingschool.com slash learn to apply for the next cohort of All Marketing School certification. Hey, legendary human. Yes, I'm talking to you. Love the show? Why not joining hundreds of creatives already part of our collective for monthly masterminds, challenges, masterclasses, and so much more? We help creatives make a positive impact in the world with their message and their content. So give your creative work the visibility that it deserves. Find out more about how to get involved in the show notes of this episode. As a consultant, freelancer, I think it's important for you to be really open and honest with what your areas of expertise are as well. Hello, team HBC and team of listeners. Hey! Hello! <laughs> All the teams. <laughs> um, today I'm super excited because depending on when you're listening and if you're listening on the day that this is out, our uh, first online summit, aka 15 interviews or more, depending if we've got a couple of extra bonuses, are going out today, which is super exciting because we managed to round up a lot of members of the community um, they have different expertise when it comes to obviously growing digital brand and we just whack them all in and get lovely interviews, their stories and kind of their journeys. So I'm really excited to be talking a bit about this today. Today it's kind of like I wanted us to go a bit deep into the little things that we've learned, I guess, oh boy, 20, I mean now we're literally a couple of months away from 2020. Oh my god. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Great. So, but because of that, then we thought it was a good time to just, you know, kind of give you a bit of that extra, um, I guess, inspiration that you need. We also have our launch pad coming up next month, which is going to be in London, so that's mm. a live event. Again, people sharing their stories is something that I think as a team we're all very passionate about, allowing mm-hmm. our community and our members to share their story to wider audiences. Mm. And a great chance to kind of review your year and look at you want, what you want to achieve for next year and getting that planned. And there's small things that you yeah. think, okay, I haven't put a lot of uh, in time, I guess, into, I don't know, PR or public speaking or even just, like, marketing myself mm. or... And just kind of say, okay, this is one of the areas that I want to focus on next. Yeah. So it's kind of like what different this uh, online summit is going to be, which is 100% free, and you can just watch it from today for seven days. So you still have time to sign up if you're listening to this. We'll put the link and you can sign up pretty much until the replay ends. So definitely, if you're interested in knowing how to grow your digital presence, definitely, definitely join that. 
Um, and then also our talk today is going to be with the lovely Liz, who is a marketeer, uh, previously working for different companies in wellness, and now doing her own thing. Doing her own thing. And, I uh, love that more people are doing their own thing now. Mm. Just makes yeah, me so happy. Yes. So many people are building amazing businesses. Mm-hmm. You know nice. what's funny? I mean, I'm probably going to now actually ask you as well because you are a very very unique team we are actually <laughs> we're a very unique team but that's kind of what she does she works actually i think one day a week for each person that she works with almost yeah. okay or kind of and mm. then some of them maybe she does just a couple of days a month and um and then she has maybe some more like at one one off clients because obviously as marketing you can also do something once or twice a week and obviously both of you have mm-hmm. also your own you know, I wouldn't call it side hustle because realistically speaking that would imply that it's something that you can like I like the fact that as much as possible I can you know we can combine that mm. with the HBC without thinking about it as like a clock ticking yeah. I want you to be able to grow like with as much time as you need mm. because it's going to be part of what you want to do anyway um, so yeah I was kind of wondering because you and me when you joined mm-hmm. that was already kind of part of what you were doing like you know well it only right. just actually it was only oh. at that time so I, I had nourishing amy as an instagram page and i'd been kind of sent free things from companies um but hadn't really been paid for anything yet and hadn't really thought about it as a business and it was only when we when i started working with you because life happened and things <laughs> changed and my plans got changed because I wanted them to, that I was like, actually, I want to make Nourishing Amy a business. Mm. And kind of, so that it actually was at the same time as I started. So yeah, last, end of last September. Yeah, so crazy. like a year. Um, yeah, that's been growing alongside and it's been great that it's kind of been alongside HBC mm. just because it's it's in the right industry, it's health, wellness, it's, it's social media, it's content. It's, yeah, as you say, it's like growing side by side. Mm. Um, that's great also find that for me I used to be on my own for quite a while I used to do everything by myself and the HPC was a very small strand and I just missed like having a team it is yeah, nice because yeah. otherwise it can be obviously a bit lonely which some people actually are pretty good at it and they're like well do my thing but yeah. a lot more people now are trying to find at least something regular that can go alongside and Definitely. think they're doing to get the variety as well mm. yeah I think it depends because if you're doing something where you're on your own but you still get to see clients and do meetings and things like that then yeah. you get you get that kind of social interaction whereas if you are just on your own at home behind a screen it you know quickly gets a little bit dull or a bit lonely so yeah. it's nice to have a group that you know you can kind of chat to and mm-hmm. see and book in time with and yeah you get it. it yeah As exactly well, you genuinely get yeah. it and he's not like, oh, so you take pictures of food, that's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, people who actually understand yeah. and kind of want to see you grow. Yeah. Yeah, I also find, I mean, now she goes humble brag, but I try to help you guys as much as possible if you have any question about what mm, you absolutely. are doing as well. Yeah. Just to kind of like, obviously, it's some of the stuff that you do, I know, and some mm. elements that yeah, can help you out. And so for me, it's only good because the happier you are at what you're doing, yeah. then the happier you're going to be yeah. here anyway. And I think it's such an important thing when people are working with uh, anybody else who's a freelancer or anybody else that's going to do maybe as you say like not a full-time employer mm-hmm. you know think about them also as human beings and not just like those kind of hours and yeah. things cause... that's what's so nice about working in a team that's like born on a kind of passion project because you know what it feels like to build a business based on something you want to do and a dream that you have so you completely understand that same mindset in me and amy and that's so nice and other companies you know more kind of corporate mm. little, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> what are these called 
uh, is um, quote marks, quote marks, yeah. um, or inverted commas, yeah, or normal yeah. companies, yeah, normal nine to five, yeah, don't don't allow for that, and it it's just so nice to have that kind of heard and supported, and we learn so much from just being in this whole industry. Well, I believe that it's always a case of just if you are trying to build something within some element of health and wellness, obviously you. Samantha do a bit more of just also mm-hmm. like just food photography, which is quite a bit more like just food photography. But you kind of also don't want to be the hypocritical person and just like, obviously you want to ask, at some point you want to ask people for help and mm-hmm. kind of like just you go all in, especially when you go up an event or something big that's coming up. But you also want to be realistic and be like, if you need to take the time off, you can take the time yeah. off. Or if you need to focus on something in your life, yeah. you can focus, you know, you can take that time to focus. Mm-hmm. Like, prioritizing well-being in one way or another is important instead of being like no you have to be on your phone even if you're on holiday yeah. mm-hmm. you know what I mean yeah. a small thing which you can take for granted but yeah. um, I will be honest for me it's harder to give it to myself than to you guys in a way I'm, I'm easier to say no you guys didn't do anything and then I'm like yeah. I need to be on <laughs> and then, then thankfully Samantha turns me off yeah yes but then <laughs> I'm the same with like I love HBC and I'm so passionate about growing it but then because Nourishing Amy's my baby, yeah. I never switch off from that. Yeah. Whereas I try to be quite good about, no offence, switching off from HBC work because I think that's really important. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's like when it's your baby, yeah. it's really difficult. Yeah. But that's probably the best lesson that you can learn is yeah. that you should be able to, as you say, like just, just switch off and yeah. just be like, I'll treat you like any other job yeah. because yeah. at the end of the day, otherwise it's just literally going to take over your life. Yeah. And it's something that actually comes back to all the interviews that I recorded because I recorded all the interviews with our members and our speakers and it's something that kind of comes up again and again and again. It's just mm. that fine line of obviously having to, loads of quote marks, hustle yeah. and mm. then also wanted to just, you know, live a life like a normal human being. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know challenging yourself to be like okay I'm going to take that time off regardless yeah. and I think having relationships and people outside of obviously the bubble that is not just wellness because it is in itself a very kind of like self kind of like industry but also the bubble of the fellow creators and yeah. and freelancers and things because I think it's kind of nice to be able to be brought back to like um, people that are like, no, yeah, I don't work on weekends because yeah. I am done at five o'clock on Friday and I see your mum. Yeah. You're like, oh shit, yeah. that's what it, that's what it is. Oh. Yeah, that's what it is two days before. Yeah. <laughs> so it kind of like helps. I mean, personally, it helps me a lot. Mm-hmm. Like living with somebody who, you know, he, he off between Friday afternoon and Monday morning is off. Yeah. He's very patient. I'll just say that. I will say that because sometimes I do have to work on Saturday mornings yeah. or stuff like that. But it's nice to have that. I don't know Definitely. what you think as well. Yeah, I do. I it's funny if I spend a weekend where I'm not like my friends are away or I'm not with my boyfriend, I will just work on yeah. Saturday. <laughs> yeah. I really try and keep Sundays free of work because I just think if I can keep those boundaries in somewhere, that's yeah, good. Yeah, mm-hmm. but Saturday. But I, I wake up in the morning and I genuinely look forward to doing it. Like oh, I want same. to work. So. Sometimes I really have to watch that and think, I know I want to, but I can't overwork myself and book yeah. in something that's not so so work, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like doing a recipe or cooking or prepping some food for the following week. Like mm-hmm. it's all to do with the kind of work that I do, but it's not just work, if that makes sense. And try and enjoy it as much as I can so it's not so intense. Yeah, it's tough. I mean I I personally I guess I try to find balance. So a lot of the time I will work Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. But like I might have gone for afternoon tea in the week, and yeah, so I yeah, take yeah. a Wednesday yeah. off. Exactly. Um, so I'm like, well, that's fine then, because yeah. I need to make these recipes for these companies, but yeah. it's fine that it's a Sunday, because yeah. I actually had Wednesday. So I think, and that's quite difficult when you have, like, normal people who do, like, normal <laughs> jobs. 
they don't have that kind of flexibility, I guess. So yeah. that's what I do like about freelance. It mm. means it's, yeah, difficult to switch off, but you have that flexibility. Yeah, I do agree. I think you have to be quite strong-minded as well, though, because I know, I mean, lots of my friends, if they knew that I went for an afternoon tea on a Wednesday because I did work on Saturday instead, yeah. are immediately like, oh, you're so lucky. Like, your yeah. job's so great. You just get to do whatever <laughs> you want, whatever. And it's like, mm. yeah, I like, I hate that lucky phrase because I think... Mm-hmm. I've made so many really difficult choices to be doing this particular yeah. job and there are times where it's stressful when you're working for yourself or freelance or in small businesses and yeah to be told like oh you're just so lucky and get to go and do whatever <laughs> yeah. it's like mm, doesn't I thought, really work like that on the flip side I think I'm incredibly lucky to be able to do what I'm passionate about though yeah and like like fortunate I guess I'm very grateful like to be able yeah. to do it but yeah, like, you still work blooming hard. Exactly. Like, it's not, oh, we're lucky you get just one off and have afternoon tea. Yeah. Like, it's really hard. Also, and it's how, not... how much is that luck and how much is that mindset? Though? Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, yeah. you say you're grateful and I think there's difference. Yeah. I would probably disagree yeah, with lucky. And, yeah. Because lucky literally means that I was just like, you know, just everything happened. Given to you. Yeah. And, exactly. and just kind of poop. But no, it's yeah. just the mindset of being like, oh, yeah. I have this opportunity. Yeah. I'm going to use it to exactly. try and do what I want. And it's like I make up for it because Saturday yeah. night I might be in editing. Yeah. But instead of like yeah. then being out for drinks or something, but that's it the choice I've made. A lot of strength to move away from that path that most people are on. Yeah. To be on a completely different one, and like mm-hmm. you say, like lots of people don't get it. Like no. to be working for yourself with people that don't understand it around you, and mm-hmm. you're on your own a lot. Like that's hard. It's yeah. a hard choice to make. But I guess that's why I <laughs> coming back to like obviously what you're listening to when who we are. That's mainly the reason why I created the HBC. At the mm, beginning, yeah. it was more just of people that just kind of could talk about juices together because green juices, I like them. <laughs> I was like, nobody else likes green juices. Let's talk about that again. We'll go back six years. Now I like a lot more stuff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not just green juices, but you know what I mean? It was a different thing. Yeah. Um, and then slowly we evolved as uh, the audience evolved. And now I'm talking to a lot of um, creators, influencers, obviously the bloggers, but also a lot of wellness professionals and founders funnily enough a yeah. lot of them people yeah. they just have one one things and they're on their own and they're just trying to find that kind of group of people that can help them and a lot of it is aligned because realistically speaking i think it's kind of one of those things london is great and mm-hmm. obviously we live in london we are nearby london but it's his own thing and it's nice to be able to give people that are not in london at least a bit of like support and kind okay. of like celebration and that's why i still i mean even if the hbc is a lot of work I will, I will never lie about that because we have loads of things that we try to do to our people I still want to do it because every single time we bring people together online or offline people give us that validation I suppose that confirmation mm-hmm. that what we're doing really helps them yeah um, like I've personally made so many friends who have bloggers through health bloggers yeah. so like I came I think it was like must be like three years ago now like the summer and yeah I've made really good friends and yeah. we're in touch and one of them's now in Switzerland but she's coming back to London and we're meeting up and, and so yeah it's just such a lovely community and people who get it but mm. even like a lot of them are now back in 9 to 5 jobs and like do the health and wellness mm-hmm. blogging yeah. on the side but they still share that passion they still yeah. understand and yeah it's just such a lovely group of people because at the end of the day it's just feeling a bit less lonely when you feel mm. like whether mm. it's as you say whether it's because you're working nine to five, but then you still want on Saturdays to write your recipe or to yeah. go and test something, or whether you just this is yeah. all you do Monday to Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, you just we are, we are animals of kind of like companionship. That's mm-hmm. what we seek, and mm-hmm. I think sometimes we forget that. So, all in all, as I said, 
this is kind of obviously what we do, but that's kind of what you guys have been learning through as, as a very, very flexible team, I suppose. Um, but also one of the things that I really value is just, as I said, asking for help. And obviously I think it's hard. I don't know. I think we learn a lot about like asking people what they want mm-hmm. and then like trying to fi- trying to decode the answers because a lot of the time people don't really know what they want. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what we said. Okay, I, I personally thought this is us as a team, as we're grown and as individuals and as like people that are trying to do their own thing. What are the things that you always need a bit more help with? And that's kind of how... Um, the online summit was developed and this is why I thought there was no better week to actually uh, introduce Liz because obviously marketing is the main thing that she does and she also talks about what we all talked about which is balancing everything the balancing Mm -hmm. act of switching off from clients and you know I'm knowing when to do the work Mm -hmm. but also she gives us a bit of an idea of how she sees marketing really working for yourself when you're doing it all by yourself so guys I hope you enjoy um, the podcast as per usual you can find the link the episode in the show notes if you do enjoy this episode please let us know at hbloggers.com and also please leave some stars and notes of lovely reviews saying how much you like Samantha's and Amy's voice because I, <laughs> I have a really nasal weird accent so I appreciate you'll be like fab not again um, and yeah enjoy that and we'll see you again next week thank you very much guys thank you very much ladies I am gonna put you on the spot and I'm gonna ask you a bit more of a marketer question because every marketer has had in their career, I think, a time where uh, you get a very, uh, I guess like a very simple metric of growth, like growing followers on Instagram, just for the sake of making it very clear, mm-hmm. uh, from your boss or from a client, whoever it is. And because we are relying on the platforms and social with bloody algorithms mm-hmm. bloody algorithms <laughs> i know right um some you know sometimes that growth that they're experiencing is not the one that they want or sometimes you start doing really well and then something doesn't work and you get mm-hmm. stuck in a rut the reason why i ask you is because i think what's interesting is that a lot of people don't have the marketing manager or some people mm-hmm. are doing their own thing and they get really frustrated and you think oh because i'm a small business or because i'm an entrepreneur that i do everything by myself mm-hmm. um you know, it's you kind of feel like you're doomed, but then we need to remember that that happens also when you are in another company. Mm. And as a marketing manager, you can't cry for days. You have to find a solution because <laughs> otherwise, you, know, you have to find a way to kind of like, you know do something else or sure. try different things. And I think it's much quicker for us. Well, I'm putting myself in because that's my old job, obviously. Yeah. But it's easier for when you have seen that and you've experienced that for somebody else than when you're doing it for your own accounts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to ask you, like, has it ever happened to you? And kind of like, what was your best way to work around that? Yes, it's there's there's quite a few moving parts to this because yes, you've got the algorithms; they're changing all the time. So it's really important to keep up to date with all of the updates, and also talk to your peers. So when you're in a business, I think it's easier to um, have conversations mm-hmm. around what's not working. Why do we think it's not working? It's a very collaborative thing. Um, when you're freelance, you need to make sure that you're talking to peers. So you need to make sure that you still have that that team that you would have had around you when working in a business. Or even if you're um, you're freelancing, so I'm, I'm not using the freelancing consulting right here, but you know what I mean? <laughs> if you're consulting and you're out on your own, say you're just working from home for a day and you're doing some social media project. Yeah. For someone and you're like, oh man, I'm looking at the KPIs and I'm not quite hitting them for this week or this month. Make sure 
you're talking to people that understand what you do and and ask them why they think it's not working if you're not quite sure don't be afraid to utilize other people's skills and other people's brains there's only so much you can do with your own brain and yes if that's your job you understand how it works but sometimes there's so much value in speaking to somebody else it's also really important to go into a new business and lay down um get really clear on them about their expectations and um kind of set set your expectations around that as well so okay great they are the goals that you want to hit however i'm going to kind of give you a little bit of an education piece around how this works um you know it's not a hard and fast rule it doesn't mean we can put x amount of money x amount of time into social ads and you're going to get x amount of followers it doesn't work like that we're going to have to do some trial and error we're going to have to get really smart and creative with maybe a really limited budget or quite a limited um, creative resource for example and see what works best and you'll find some really um you'll find some gems like you'll you'll run some ads you'll do some maybe some testing with some ads and you'll find one that's giving you amazing results and then you'll feel like yes we're making some headway (laughs) i'm a good in the world (laughs) (laughs) Ah, i'm so good at my job um and then you'll tweak the rest and you'll go from there. Lots of trialing and error. Marketing's fluffy. And and even with, you know, all of these growth manager roles and much more kind of um, techie social media digital advertising roles, there is still a lot of trial and error and oh, yeah. fluffiness to it. I'm sorry to say, there is. I love the fluffiness. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but the thing when you say fluffy, I, I imagine like a really cute little Pomeranian <laughs> running around. I don't imagine like the bad fluffy, I'm not the cute fluffy. But I know what you're talking about. I know <laughs> you which know kind I mean. of fluffy <laughs> I'm talking about. But yeah, it's such a, such a great... And you know what the point that I like the most, which I think it's applicable for so many things and not just a brand business, a startup, I suppose, but for so many other people, like... Think about what you think are the goals that you should look at. Or the KPIs, because that's my favorite thing. <laughs> think about the KPIs that you think you should hit. Mm-hmm. And then ask yourself, or as you say, uh, your marketing manager, if you have one, or your peers, is this really where I should focus my efforts mm-hmm. when it comes to my growth? Because as you say, you go there, and because you have the experience, you try and help them understanding mm-hmm. the followers are not everything. Yeah. I was actually having this conversation this week with this uh, lady from a brand and she was unhappy with the number of followers she had. And I was like, okay. She was like, <laughs> she asked about growth, follower uh, growth, growth services. Again, my, my, my that tongue is getting tangled. <laughs> follower growth services, I suppose you can mm-hmm. call them that like way. The bots. The bots. The robots. And I just started brand. shaking my head. I think I was going to unscrew when she asked. It was like <laughs> a question to a panel and I was in the panel. I was like, no, just no. <laughs> no. Why would you want to have thousands of things or bots that just i'm not going to engage with your brand i'm not going to buy your product <clears throat> completely is if you want to go even more than the engagement which is good they're literally not going to buy your product they're not going to want no. to engage with a the brand they don't they don't know what it is and then when someone comes along like me for example mm-hmm. does a lot of brand partnership work mm-hmm. and I have a brand approach me for one of the brands that I'm working for and they say hey do you want to team up and do an instagram giveaway this actually happened to me recently so I have a look, I'm like, oh yeah, it looks like a great brand, looks quite well aligned. Hang on a minute. They've got <laughs> loads and loads of followers, loads and loads of likes and mm. video views, but no comments. 
something fishy is going on here. Mm. And then I, I scrolled through the feed and I could see all of a sudden there was a massive jump and you're like, cool, okay, they bought followers two months ago. I don't want to work with you because straight off the bat, I, to be honest, it probably sounds dramatic, but I just kind of don't trust yeah, the working that. relationship there. Fair enough though. Fair enough. I, I think it's that kind of thing where even the educational piece is what needs to be kind of banged on so that people understand that it does, as you say, mine your reputation. Mm. People are like, well, I don't know, it seems legit. And I'm like, what, what is legit? Mm. What is, you know, what's legit about it? Because it's it's an actual, I don't know, software. So mm-hmm. it's not it's not a, creep, a creepy non-person on Instagram that tells you, want to get 10x thousand followers? <laughs> yeah. Like, no. <laughs> I like how they're being smart. Now, instead of saying that, I get some requests saying, hi, how are you? And then you look at the actual profile and it's like, get 200,000 followers. And I'm like, at least I've been polite. (laughs) (laughs) It's changing. appearing as a human, (laughs) not a robot. And you know what's actually frustrating for us? And I'll tell you because it's part of the conversation, I suppose, because we're going very deep into the algorithm stuff as well. We had, had I don't know how long you've been following on skadoodling around us before we talked Mm, when yeah, you were alone on Jane mm-hmm. when we started in I started probably the Instagram account in 2015 okay. I think so very early 2016 maybe but so now our problem is we never bought followers because I would have known because I would have asked some, they would have asked me basically for the money to pay for the followers <laughs> so I would have known so we never bought followers but our problem was one we completely changed what we posted two we've been going on for so long mm-hmm. and three we had a massive jump when Instagram was really fresh so mm-hmm. there were a lot of people and uh, then for example we're liking the pictures of food and then now we're niching down a bit more on the helping the bloggers and the influencers plus i, I was checking and we have because i was like why the engagement the likes everything is so low and our followers are still quite high because obviously like literally i went through i scrolled for 24 minutes <laughs> a long time i counted it 24 specifically 20 because i was like minutes. let's see how long it does it take me to get to the end i didn't get right. to the end but I got too far away enough that every five followers that I looked into, four were other than not, some of them were actually a bit dodgy, so even easier. But some of them were literally people that are not on Instagram anymore because oh, really? Instagram doesn't delete the accounts. Mm. So that's why follower cleanup is such a big thing right mm-hmm. now because they become ghosts, they're not mm. bots. So most of our followers, they're really, 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 really old, they are ghosts yeah. because they're not there anymore. So obviously, you still get affected by the fact that you have such a big number, but you don't have enough people engaging. So mm-hmm. since March, I've been starting to clear up people. So mm-hmm. we've been going down massively, and I'm so happy because I'm just, most of them, sometimes you lose some, you know, 10, 5 people. But we're losing like a good couple of hundreds because every week, now Amy does it for us now, we just go through that and clean loads. Because it, the engagement is going up. Because obviously the real people are seeing stuff again. Yes. But it's so fascinating. I just wanted to mention this because I think it's important to understand that that, that it does affect the way um, Instagram will show you across the feed. Mm-hmm. So whether you pay the followers or whether you just think like there's something that I don't get enough engagement, just ask yourself, you know, maybe it could be other reasons. So yeah, I, I think like something we can really take from this is if you're a small business owner and this just seems like this panics you like oh my god how am I going to get my head around what do you mean ghosts what do you mean I have to cleanse it exactly just go and seek advice and even if you don't have much money to hire someone long term 
work with someone for a month and just get yourself sorted and get yourself in the know so that you as a business owner feel really comfortable and confident and you know that that's like box ticked okay I know that I need to nurture this ongoing but in terms of a bit of like an overhaul <laughs> I think I'm in a good place yeah. I think is that thing that you come back to what you said which is the educational piece because if you go for somebody for help but not to overtake your side of the business what they can give you is the understanding mm-hmm. so that you don't go after the flashy solution or something yes. that you feel like because you don't know actually what that means mm-hmm. but you got somebody that actually explains things to you and as you say you can set up a strategy or something completely and then get them on the merry way if they want to yeah um and I th- again it goes back to using your network and your community even if you don't have or you don't think or feel like you have someone within your current kind of professional remit that does understand just Mm -hmm. ask around and there'll be someone that's willing to have a coffee with you people always like learning from each other so even if you yeah (laughs) even if you don't like um if even if you don't have the funds to pay someone to help you out like just go and have a chat and and do some research i agree (laughs) i actually have another question i I, see like again as i said you're too good (laughs) so i'm just kind of throwing all the hard Uh questions now um well because I know that I can ask you that it's again a bit a bit more on the controversial side as in it's something that happened or that I've been asked actually a lot by our brands that we, we work with you know for the HBC and stuff obviously we don't do the social media for them so some people ask us well can I get some of your bloggers to do some interning on social for us okay and, and that that for me literally the amount of people that have asked me now a bit less but definitely in the last couple of years but it still happens actually and one of the things that I say is, are you going to train them yourself mm-hmm. to understand? And I know that I'm, pre- I'm preaching to somebody who has years of marketing experience, but I think it's something that some companies, some more smaller businesses still need to hear. It's like the investment, if you don't want to do it yourself, if you don't want to hire somebody full time, you should invest not just in like the manual labor of somebody mm-hmm. posting on Instagram, but I think we need to be honest about the fact that having experience in marketing does make a difference yes then just having like a couple of months on instagram which is great but it's not the same oh my goodness yeah this is this is a huge problem because you have to be savvy when you're a business owner Mm -hmm. we're talking about small businesses here right or even individuals someone who's um maybe service-based and they're an individual business but you you get what you pay for i'm really sorry but you do and if you get an intern on board you're right you have to be prepared to train them up and if you're not an expert in say marketing you can't train them up on marketing (laughs) it's counterproductive because then you're getting someone else in that doesn't really have the expertise to be able to help you so you're both then fumbling around together (laughs) and you're just going to waste so much time it's just going to be very stressful I think what I say to some of my clients is Get someone experienced into maybe doing a little bit of coaching, some auditing and strategy work. And then, great, if you can't afford me, for example, one day a week going forward to manage your social channels, I understand, that's fine. I'm here as a resource um, for whatever you need. So let's get on an intern and see how it goes for a month. And you can utilize me for a coaching session for two, two hours. And then we can go from there. Um, it obviously depends on the individual that comes in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as a whole, if if you're gonna scrimp, you're just not gonna get the results. I did help in the past somebody uh, on on a consulting level. I did help the the brand finding some interns because yeah. I was like, because I was like, 
we were talking about some of the signs. I was like, what are you going to do with that? And then we could just say thinking about it. And I said, okay, let's do this together. Because um, I asked, what would you do if you were to hire somebody? I'll post on Instagram and see who comes along. I was like, great. What happens next? I give them everything. I was like, no. <laughs> One more time. So I do agree. I 100% agree. There are so many resources. And it's all about if you know this is not your area of expertise or something that really overwhelms you or it's the kind of like funny procrastination where you do everything else aside from that which yeah. we were chatting before we went live maybe that means that that's not your zone of genius which is totally fine mm-hmm. like mine is accounting I hate it mm-hmm. yeah I, absolutely and actually I was um, doing accountancy in high school funnily enough hate it <laughs> passion passion so I don't know you found your true calling now <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine you sitting at a desk doing accounting right now with a suit on <laughs> invoices <laughs> well also they were in Italian so it's even different when I see they won't see it but um, yeah, that's that's the kind of thing. I know that that was my Achilles heel in the beginning, and that was the first person that I hired, and she's still with me. She's my accountant again. It's mm-hmm. a bit like what you offer to some brands. She only does she does the bookkeeping, she does the yearly, mm-hmm. uh, she does the yearly uh, checker stuff, uh, assessment, and that's it. Yeah. But that was you know that was the thing. And for some people, it is marketing the most painful thing because it's overwhelming mm-hmm. or they don't get it or. You just feel, you know, so that's the thing. What should you invest on? I mm-hmm. think is that kind of question that you want to ask yourself. Completely. And also marketing is so broad, isn't it? So on the flip side, as a consultant, freelancer, I think it's important for you to be really open and honest with what your areas of expertise are as well. Because you could quite easily kind of exploit opportunities with businesses that don't understand marketing that well say yeah I can do it all and go, oh my god I need to learn how to do google retargeting <laughs> <laughs> I've never done it before this is part of the project no just be really honest and say I don't know how to do that I've worked in business before where we've had external agencies do it and I've managed that project or that agency but I don't know how to actually go into the back end and, and, do, and do it so that's fine. Utilize other freelancers. There are other people that come in, collaborate on projects. Um, and I think if you're really open and honest and true to yourself about that, then you're going to be doing work that you enjoy, that plays your skills. You're not going to be screwing up your client. It's <laughs> literally the worst thing you could ever try and do. Yeah. You're not going to get results and you're just going to find yourself in a mess. You're not going to get recommended. It's just awful, you know? And the stress as well. I find like the, the level of stress is, is incredible because obviously they put the, the trust and their money and their investments mm. on you and they feel like they're being betrayed even if it's not necessarily mm. the case. Because sometimes you say it's not out of malice, it's out of like, oh, I'll figure it out. Yeah, I want to do a good job and I want to learn this anyway, so I'm going to do it. But the amount of time you'd have to put in to skid up on something is just outrageous. It's a bit like any any wellness professional. If you're a PT and you're trying to give people a full um, meal plan for a celiac, you can't, mm. first of all, legally, but you shouldn't because showing that you don't have that kind of expertise puts you in a very humble position mm. where you actually say, okay, I, I do not know that, but I know somebody that can help you with that. Yeah. This is what I can help you with. Yeah. And it shows you as you're an expert in what you do rather than everything and anything. Completely, yeah. Which I find that's the issue sometimes. Oh, there we go. So let me actually... Again, I think we're not hydrating enough, to be very honest, because mm. <laughs> I still feel like... <laughs> um, which I mean, I don't want to complain too much because what happens in this country, we're in the UK, just in case... 
is that if you complain too much about the, the <laughs> hot, then the, then the hot weather doesn't happen. And then we're recording in summer, so we're trying to keep the summer up. So <laughs> yeah. you are okay. <laughs> you just asked. We were not expecting you summer again. <laughs> we're just a little bit thirsty. That's all. It's not a massive complaint. <laughs> <laughs> Please stay. <laughs> Please yeah. stay a bit longer. What was the most? Um, what was actually the thing that you were not expecting? or to happen, I suppose, when you decided, okay, consciously decided to go freelance, you know, as, rather than saying, okay, I'm going to try this, I'm going to see how this goes, actually say, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Um, is there something that you were not expecting to happen? Is there like sometimes like time management or is there something that you should have done and you didn't do? Like a little learning from basically kind of that little switch that yeah. you made. Yeah, it's definitely... Um, <clears throat> There's a lot of learnings. There's a lot of learnings. So, to start off with, I guess I was starting from not a lot. Like I said, I had a full-time role and then bam, I was freelancing. And so I was building a client base from just contacts, but it wasn't like I was doing work on the side. Um, So I had to learn to be patient, (laughs) which I'm not very good at at all. I think like a lot of us I'm always 100 miles an hour I like to be super busy and super productive and gain results and so I had to just take a step back and plan out my plan of action like how was I going to make this work what was my approach um so being patient was one and also trusting the process Mm. because through being really impatient I was starting to get all of these annoying like self-doubt things come in like I hear a lot of um, entrepreneurs and business owners or whatever say you spend a lot of time in your own head it's true actually because to start off with I was having lots of calls and meetings but in between that it was maybe spending an afternoon at home on my sofa like looking at brands I could reach out to and then slowly thinking this isn't happening as fast <laughs> as I thought it was going to maybe I need to look at another permanent full-time job so there's lots of self-awareness kind of discovery points um along the way um and I think getting used to your splitting your time across different projects is has been a real learning curve for me because for example I work with a brand on a Monday and then maybe come Wednesday I see something that could be really great for them so I jot it down but then my brain starts going oh yeah I'm gonna reach out (laughs) to them now and then we could do this this and this but I think, no, I have to stop myself because today is with a different brand. Yeah. And so just compartmentalizing compartmentalizing in yeah. my head. <laughs> that was a long word, trust me. Again, it's just too hot. I'm too, <laughs> too Friday-ish for that word. <laughs> Today's too Friday. I love it. <laughs> too Friday to compartmentalize. <laughs> yeah, getting, getting used to um, splitting the time and just being really... Strict, I suppose. Boundaries, I yeah, suppose. yeah, yeah. Setting boundaries with yourself. It's, one- it's fun, but it's um, it's challenging. Time is time is money. Hundred <laughs> percent, and that's why um, I can't refrain from having any outside project. It is long term, aside from the HBC, and then we have the platform that is mm-hmm. all influence, and then we launch the register of health and wellness influencers. There's a lot. <laughs> but then I got a really good opportunity with a brand to do something that potentially might turn into like um, a long, long-term partnership with reviews and stuff. 
And I was like, it's just literally what I do already and I will do with somebody else and I'll be mm-hmm. more people with that. And I was like, yes, but that was the only reason. But I'm kind of working in basically like you would, where it will be like, I will set, let's say, half a day on a Friday or whatever every week to do that mm-hmm. and just kind of do the stuff for them so that they kind of know when to expect for me to help them out. Because that could be the biggest mistake. Be like, oh, I want to jump on this thing and I'm going to do it whenever I can just to get it done. And then... You know, you realize that then, as you say, you're taking time away from all the other things that you need to do. Mm-hmm. So I do agree, like, being boundaries within yourself first and then sharing them with the brands you're working with is very important. Yes, yeah, it's it's fundamental. And protecting yourself and your, you know, you need rest and you need space to just let your brain settle for all the crazy <laughs> crazy thoughts and flitting around and maybe finishing one day with one brand and then doing emails on your way home and then having to do life admin and all of the stuff that we have to contend with like it's so important to just um just chill out instead of going oh I've got an extra hour maybe I'm going to work on this brand because I had that idea no just go and have a bath like do <laughs> what you want to do to just relax <laughs> you know what I can hear myself so much in that oh is that oh I've got a free hour and you're like no you don't <laughs> you know, we're just vet- and that's the thing instead of thinking about it as a free hour to spend like you know bonus points mm-hmm. it's actually an hour that you got as you say to enjoy yourself because you were so efficient at what you were supposed to do mm. yay True. yes <laughs> yay yes. rather than be like oh no I need to use that one because otherwise it's gonna be like it's but it's that's the way um funnily enough that's just the way we're starting to think because of the way that work is like with the portfolio careers and the flexibility is just kind of how it is but again that's a very fair point so have more bars people mm-hmm. or guess more face masks or whatever floats your boat <laughs> massages whatever floats your boat <laughs> now i'm gonna ask you the most challenging question of this whole chat which is the only and final question that everybody gets asked. Mm-hmm. So that one you can't escape from. But I trust you because you're suddenly looking at me like <laughs> oh very scared. Um, and people who listen to that episodes already know what it's going to be. So they're going to be like, eh. it's actually not that bad. I just like to build it up because I like drama. <laughs> Should be an actress. No. So <clears throat> if you could have brunch, brunch with anyone dead or alive, who would that person be? Oh my goodness, the choice. Or people. I mean, somebody had, uh, whilst recording this season, somebody had like five people involved, which is oh, really? great. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Massive <laughs> brunch. Party. Brunch. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, there's flexibility within there if you've got a few, more than one, but if you can think of one. The one. first person that springs to mind <laughs> is Brené Brown, and that probably seems so, you know, mainstream, but she is everywhere at the moment with her new Netflix. Um, it's true. Yeah, it's like a one-off Workshop session. thing? Yeah, yeah, that she did. But I've, I've got into her books recently. I have just finished Dare to Lead. Nice. Oh, I just love her so much. <laughs> Actually, she, was, um, she had a cameo in... What is that Netflix movie that's just oh, come out? Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> the one with the... Li- or the well, there's a lot of them with like ladies' chicks mm-hmm. and stuff. But yeah, I know which one to I can't about. remember. That was amazing. So I feel like she's just infiltrating my life at the moment. Mm-hmm. And I love her. I feel like every single word, sentence, chapter is golden. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just going to be literally like not even eating, just looking at her like that. Like, <laughs> Talk to me. Just read your book to me. Avocado on toast is like flopping. And you're like... You know when you... So I do a lot of um, Audible. I listen to a lot of my books because it's how I get in my reading time. Yeah. We commute in London. So I have probably an hour and a half of commute time a day there and back to wherever I'm going. 
and so I can get through it quite quickly. And some authors just have such a soothing, comforting voice, manner, way about them. True. She is one of them. She's like a hug in my ears. <laughs> she, she actually, um, she's narrating them, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And she doesn't read it. She's not scripted with it. She, It's like she's talking to you, like we're oh, talking to each other now. That's gorgeous. It's just so relaxed and she kind of ad-libs a little bit. Oh, I love it. <laughs> you know what? Somebody actually asked me if I was going to do the audiobook, the audiobook of my book. And I was like, are you sure you want to hear me? <laughs> it's more because, I, as I said, I, I struggle to stay on script. And my book is pretty much me writing. It's a very conversational sort of tone, even if it's quite intense. Have you research in that one? And I was like, you sure? <laughs> I mean, you sure? Also because the lady is actually one, a lady from the community, which means she hears my voice every, pretty much every week. Because there's a new <laughs> tutorial, a Q&A, every week. And I'm like, really? You'd be coming up with your own new chapters. You'd be like, okay, I just thought of a new chapter. I'm going <laughs> to add this in right now. I'm going to add value, guys. Bear with me. <laughs> Can you imagine? This is chapter number 10A. <laughs> and you're like, no! <laughs> this is the longest Audible book in the history of Audible. This is 12 hours. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, amazing. So that will be Brene. You were saying Brene. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Awesome. Learn so much. Oh, amazing. <laughs> so what about if somebody wants to get in uh, touch with, with you instead, instead of Brene? <laughs> what is the best way to um, check out what you do? You already talked a bit about what it is, but mm-hmm. give us a link or two. Everything will be in the show notes anyway. We'll get um, all the our faves links. But Amazing. So my website is lizspearsmarketing.com. Gorgeous. And so is my Instagram handle. So Liz Beers Marketing, uh, email address is on both of those. <laughs> and yeah. Thank you so Thank much you so for being much here. For my pleasure. Me. It was Love fun. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Make an Impact Show. For more info on the HBC, head to our socials at hbloggers.com or go to our website, healthbloggerscommunity.com. Now get out there and be awesome.